How's it going? It's a shitty night tonight. I have two tables, all black people, so I know I'm not making no tips. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, look over there. I have two tables. They're all black. I'm working for free tonight. That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't going to waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. No, I, I mean, are you being seriously that racist? What? Well, you don't know that I got to tip you. Yes, I do. So just because they're black? I've been waiting tables for five years. I never got a tip from a black person. Not once. First of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, that's still racist. <laughs> I am not racist. Screw you. Well, how much did you leave? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? What are you talking about? She says black people don't tip. Are you nuts? Niggas don't tip. Everyone knows that. Have you ever waited tables before? No. Then shut up, asshole. Wanna motherfucking know why I dress so fly, sit so high, bitch? I do it from the hood, bitch ass nigga. I I do it cause I could. Hey, welcome to the Black Eye Who Tips, and uh, with your host Rod and Karen. And we're back for another show. Uh, this is a feedback show, so we're just gonna sit back and respond to what you guys have to say. Yes, sir. And uh, you know we <clears throat> we're not doing a show um, like a real show show. It's Super Bowl, so we're taking the day off. So yes, sir. Um, we'll get back to you guys on Thursday with that type of show. But yep. uh, and get on back on regular routine. Don't forget you can find this podcast just by searching the Black Guy Who Tips on Google, iTunes, Facebook, and Podomatic. Uh, the show will come up. Leave us comments on uh, iTunes. Leave us reviews. Uh, join our Facebook group. Enjoy. Uh, you know. Go on there today and see the video of the newest unisex scent fragrance <laughs> from Lamar Odom and Khloe Kardashian. That's what's on there right now. Yeah, so. I'm sorry, nigga. I don't want to smell like you. 
Right. Uh, so just go ahead and uh, check it out. Um, don't forget the official weapon of the show is the taser. And the unofficial sport of the Black Guy with Tips podcast is Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. And you can email the show, theblackouttips at gmail.com. You can call the show, 704-557-0186. Why are you looking like that? No, I'm about to say, if it's unisex and we smell alike, does, does that mean the woman grow a penis and the man grow a vagina? I mean, since all the, since all the senses all mixed up. I don't know. I don't think so. I hope not. Um, And you can also... uh. Uh, go to theblackouttips.com look on the right hand side click on the donate button and speaking of that I'd like to thank two people who donated to the show this week uh, my man Walk Less he put in on it thank you so much thank man. you um, and of course Margaret uh, she uh, calls the show all the time she left us uh, a donation and I want to thank both of you guys sincerely uh, it all goes back towards the show uh, yes so it does thank you for keeping the show around thank and, uh, you guys showing us that you know you appreciate our efforts um okay and uh let's go ahead and get right into some want to do the voicemails first we only got one email you want to do the voicemail or the email first i guess we do the email first all right <clears throat> speaking of walk less he sent us an email this week Ooh. what up rod and karen it is the official handicap spokesman of the black guy who tips. Your boy, I walk less. <laughs> Reigning grand champion of the Thailand tipping invitational for the last seven minutes. <laughs> First thanks to the for the birthday shout, but before I get in, into this email, I want to address what may be some possible hostility, Rod. You want to go there, bro? Bro, just say the word, and there's a plate of chicken on the counter. Some yams, macaroni, tater salad, beans, and beer. We throwing a party for the Super Bowl and shit. He you making me hungry. You ain't invited, but you go ahead and help yourself, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I do respect the notion that I, uh, I do not take pity on the handicap. Because that's what I said. It was like, look, I treat them equal. Yes. I'm not going to sit up here and just be like, well, you in a wheelchair, so I take pity on you. You're less than me. No. No. Mm -hmm. We all equal. Yeah, you can get it, too. You know, I'm not saying I'm this gangster-ass dude that want to fight handicapped people because (laughs) that's that's more fucked up. Yes, that is. But if, like, he, but, like, there's nothing above an ass-whooping to me. Like I know it's so. If you big enough to talk... And you happen to be in a wheelchair, hey, it's, it's all even. And plus, you know, that people don't understand how that shit works directly uh, inverse when it, the opposite happens. So say uh, I step to Brandon and he beats the shit out of me. And now I'm the dude that walk less, beat up for the rest of my life. I can never live that shit down. Nope. So it's, it works both ways. That's why you should respect people of all ability, disability, how yes. you want to put the shit. And treat each other even because sometimes, not all, but sometimes people with disabilities, a lot of times I realize them are some of the, not all, some of the meanest ass people and they talk shit to normal people. Hey, if you're going to talk shit, you need to be able to take an ass whooping like a man. Well, they've seen a lot of stuff. I mean, you have people talk down to you. You got the condescending people, the the people with the fake nice. You got the people that genuinely, uh, you know, pretend like they don't see you and shit like that. So you have all these different um, groups of people. So, you know, they might end up having to, um, you know, deal with assholes their whole life. And they come up with their own coping mechanisms. All I know is this. Sometimes... 
you might have to whoop a dude's ass whether he's in a wheelchair, on crutches, whatever. Yeah. I'm not saying you should. No. Uh, We're not promoting it. Like, I'm not looking for this shit, but you shouldn't I run. understand. You shouldn't run from You shouldn't let somebody be an asshole to you because they have, quote, unquote, a disability. That's true. You know, it's just like if, uh, you know, people that sometimes they think they're helping you out because they're like, well, you're black, so you shouldn't know how to do this. And you're like, that's not helping me out at all. That's just condescending, you know? Yes, it is. Anyway. Uh, but I do respect the notion of I do not take pity of, on the handicap. Fuck that pity shit. Let us be accountable for our actions like everyone else. Uh, what up, Karen? Insert platonic smile. Uh, Scarfinger is a pretty fucking funny dude. His comedic timing is on point, and he had too many quote-worthy things said on the show to list. But him explaining his father's, his daughter's first date had me taking notes for the child I don't plan on having. I know it's so. That was a hilarious moment of the show. Yes. Like, uh, you know, uh, I listen to their podcast, Scarcasm Live, and um, I think I listen more to hear how him and Sherry interact with each other than I do for the actual show just cause sometimes man they go at it man and I'm, Hard. I'm always like oh my god man how, like what are they gonna do but you know I feel secure and peaceful now that I told them they can't come back on the show unless they're together so you know I'm keeping their marriage together yeah, as far as I'm concerned it better work out if they won't be back on yeah and they, they you know they gonna wanna be back on uh the ever growing plague of punk ass parent uh, Paris is disturbing, and they all should be subject to a prosecution by East African law. There, <laughs> there should be a pill that releases reproductive organs when your brain's maturity is caught up with your body. I'm serious. That would be nice. Um, <laughs> ladies, ladies, if you love your man, keep us healthy. I swear I'll never hit the snooze button ever again. Uh, he's talking about a uh, poll that we that we took that said people who uh, or that we read that said people who have sex in the morning are more healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was sick all last week, so you know what that means. <laughs> Karen was too busy on his Netflixing <laughs> to take care of her man. They not shame y'all. In that shame, I went to the sad? store. No, no, I'm talking about preventative medicine. Six in the morning. Uh-huh. Everybody be sick. No, thank you. See? See what I'm saying, fellas? <laughs> oh, you lucky, Raj. She watch cartoons and listen to, look at Netflix. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, we all go down. The podcast won't happen, buddy. Men in relationships everywhere will be, be will go to bed early, gleefully. Never ever would monogamy and fidelity be so rampant in the history of society. Single people, <laughs> single people cannot be able to cock block for their own personal enjoyment anymore. See, ladies, we want to be there for all of you, but we must be healthy. I heard Thought Leader on the Morning Jones, sick as hell. Now, if none, now it's none of anyone's business about your personal business, but I'm glad you're feeling better. Good job, Karen. Thank you, see. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I should have never been sick, walk less. <laughs> I have a question for I have a question for Deidre. Did y'all just have a strap on laying in the drawer or some shit, or was it like was it some bicep love, you, or was it some bicep love you were administering? Um, and this is because Deidre, one of the guests on the show last week, uh, Miss Music Lover, was saying that she ended up uh, using a pleasure device, a toy, yes. on her male boyfriend at the time in his rectum. And she used to need to get that butt loving. And there's nothing wrong with that. For, <laughs> for y'all that are into that. If it was the latter, uh, so he said, did you did you use a toy or did you, you know, just like put your arm in his butt? 
And he said, uh, if it was the latter, you have an extremely strong grip, and that explains why your boss knows better. And the fact that the dude... And the fact that the dude was a Navy seaman should not surprise anyone in the least. Did he notice that stroke technique that DJ was using? Just something to consider. Because people always say that the, uh, the, the Navy is gay. Um, maybe my hearing is bad, but I didn't hear that what life everlasting was. Sounded like she said a root. That's right. If so, Rod, I surely hope you decline. I did. Yes. Oh, yeah, Rod, you made the cardinal mistake of allowing the telemarketers to speak more than needed. If it goes more, if it goes like so, hello? Yes, Mr. Brandon. Dial tone. Ha 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 ha. be playing, do we? That's not about to mess up my masturbation schedule. Fuck off my phone. <laughs> if you are not a female moaning. And hey, I know, man. I honestly, dude, I. It was after the masturbation session, so it was cool. That's why she, you know, like after you uh, ejaculate, you know, as a dude, like you willing to talk to women more than before. So she just caught me at the right time. I was like, oh, what? You want to talk about our feelings? And then I was like, oh, this is what kind of call is this? Um, when Larian said that granny tranny porn, I said fuck school, and Larian snoozed, and I Larian snoozed. <laughs> Yo, Assault was my favorite American Gladiator event. The slow-mo replay of agony on the face of the contestants after being hit by that tennis ball was spectacular. Yes, it was. Um, whatever happened when criminals killed you for a good reason, like breaking in on their break-in? I think in the middle of, mo- of post-murder, a thought would come across him like, I had a phone right before I stabbed him in the chest. I was checking my mentions. <laughs> so a classmate of mine passed away recently. Explain to me why they are offering the DVD of the funeral. Can't afford a red carpet, so you go straight to DVD. Damn shame. Y'all can't front, man. What what is that? Like why? Why? Who buys a DVD of a funeral? Like you? What's up? Are they selling even, it? Yeah, I guess. Uh, get, yeah. Are they famous? No, Karen. No. Why are you selling the DVD with you? Same reason people, I guess, DVD their weddings. You know? Oh. Like, I just don't understand it because I would never watch that shit again. No. The only time people watch, like, those wedding DVDs is, like, after you get divorced 10 years later and you're drinking a bottle of Jack straight from the bottle and ah. crying and looking at looking at the divorce papers thinking if you should sign them or not or if you should take that 45, put it in your mouth and just end the whole fucking game. Wow. That's That's the only time you're going to watch your wedding video again. So why even get that shit in the first place? Like... I don't know. I don't get this DVDs of funerals, weddings, all this shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Um, Rod, did you see the silver fight? Awesome ending. I didn't see it, but I saw the highlight of him kicking that dude in the head. Yeah, he took him out. Karen, I see your celebrity is growing, and all you had to do was call someone a cracker and <laughs> and admit to use of HGH. <laughs> it all started. It all started with your laugh and ended with racial slurs. You're on your way to the top. <laughs> but guys, thanks once again for entertaining my thoughts. Fuck Duke Athletic Department. Fuck Calipari. Steelers victory. Big rapey rolling sevens. Team epic nap. Wheelchair thugging inaccessible trap houses. I'm out. Down with the apartheid. So, thank you, Rock <laughs> I love his emails. Yeah, man. They're always awesome, man. Yes, they are. Um, Alright, so you ready to do the... Oh wait! Before we, like, might as well do the iTunes review before we even do the uh, the. Cool, we got another iTunes review. Thank you, y'all, for the reviews. They mean a lot to us. Yeah, and uh, the voicemails are you know we got a few of them, and 
Uh, they're not very long, but you know, if we're gonna just rip them all off, we might as well do them at the end, you know. Um, so let me look up this iTunes review real quick, and uh, we'll read this off and decide uh, if it's good or bad, you know, because we hate, we love good reviews. We love them. Yes. Five stars all day. Yes, we do. Every day, baby. But we hate bad reviews. All of them suck. Alright, no bad reviews. Only give us good reviews. Alright, fellas. Alright, so this one is from Canon Ultra. Hey, I love your podcast. And whenever I hear a song you play, I think to myself, I got that song. I got that song. I got that song. Got some got some great music and funny <laughs> podcasts. Subscribe, smiley face. Thank you. Thank you, Canon Ultra, and thank you for the five star review. Alright, and um I guess uh Want to do look at the Facebook page real quick too? We can. All right, let's check out the Facebook page real quick. Um, let's see. With the freaks in denial episode, Bill writes in. At one of my old jobs, I had to fill the sick calls. I would grade their acting on a scale of one to ten. Seriously, if you're sick, just say you're sick and don't put on the sick voice. I never cared uh, unless they were call- always calling on a Friday before a long weekend or something like that. The worst guys were the ones who called in sick after a staff party. I'm sorry, I saw you drink eight doubles. You can't blame your sickness on some bad fish. Ah! I've seen that happen before, too. Ooh, you get smashed. Like the Christmas party I, we used to have in my old company. I've seen people basically do that shit. Wow. Yeah, crazy. Um, Alright, let's see what else we got here. Um, How Rod Saved the Scarfingers Marriage. That's the show from Monday when we had, this, of course... The Scarfingers from the Scarcasm Live podcast on with us. Yes. Uh, let's see. Keith says, I am like y'all. I don't see gender at work either. I try to stay out of situations where some chick can cause my money to stop. I know it's so. Also, laugh my ass off at the Dark Duck, Darkwing Duck reference. That was one of my favorite cartoons coming up. Um, Christine writes in, I was on the edge of my seat the entire show, hoping old girl would cuss her man out for putting her on blast. <laughs> a, dude, a dude at my job asked me if I read the Zane Sex Chronicles. Oh no, that dude, that's grown folks stuff. And he, and he asked me that every time he saw me for about two weeks. Where does that fall? I, I don't know what the Zane. What are the Zane, Zane Sex Chronicles? Oh my gosh, Zane. Um, she writes these books. I've, I've never really read like an entire one, but they're very, very extremely sexual. It's a lot of black loving, and they talk about gayness and. And men gayness and people doing all kinds of freaky stuff. She even has her own um, a series on Cinemax. Okay, well, look, I don't know if it's because uh, you're black. Is Zane like a black thing? Yeah, she's black, yeah. So I don't know if it's, he's asking that because you're black. Oh, he's, or he's trying to find out if you're a freak. Yeah, so I don't know which one it would be, uh, but I personally, that's not the kind of question I would ask somebody at work. No, I, that's, that's not appropriate. Yeah, that shit seems stupid. Um, Let's see, uh, she says it's a contemporary African-American erotica novel. Zane gets it in. Yeah, she does. And a lot of people read it. They adapted it into a show on Showtime. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am f- familiar with it, but this ain't what I talk about at work to a stranger. I try extremely hard not to talk at work because you really can't be yourself. I'm the same way, uh, That's right. Money money and talking don't mix unless we're talking about cash. Yeah, so. Um, and then the last uh, one, Friends with Benefits is Relationship Denial. That's episode 119. 
She said, LaShonda writes in, so then you're saying Monique is in a relationship denial with her open marriage. I agree, don't get me wrong, but just curious. Also, I don't think you were going to be out there with this episode. I mean, I didn't think you were going to be out there with the episode. I just didn't know if I would be, if it would go into the direction of the episode behind the balls angle. Uh, where there was discussion of shots and such. Uh... As she has a very interesting story to tell. She's all right. She's talking about two different episodes. One, she, we talked about open relationships in this or uh, friends with benefits. Yes, and that's to me that's not the same as an open marriage or even an open relationship. No, like, it's not. Friends with benefits is like an open relationship in denial. Like you, yes. Keep, the whole stress of it is like we're not having a relationship. We're just having sex. sex, and we don't want no strings attached and no feelings. We just come to fuck and then you go home. Yeah, and then for the majority of people. I think it's a lot. I think it's bullshit. One person does want more than just friends with benefits. And you're actually not really friends. It should be, you know, one of y'all is not friends with the other. Uh, it's just a very slow, ah. it's a very slow form of rejection. Um, and Monique's marriage is different because it's a marriage. And there is a commitment there. Um, you can't just walk out the door. Um, and I know that her open marriage is weird where, like, supposedly the dude can have sex. But she says she doesn't have sex outside of their marriage. And just some weird shit. But I don't take Monique seriously no you really. can't no so. she yells too hard to hear any hear her talk to you anyway yeah and uh, the other thing she was talking about was sarah J. because mm-hmm. she said she was nervous to listen to the sarah J. episode she thought we were going to be just talking about porn and a bunch of crass stuff but we, we did we did you know a regular we did a regular show. show that's right so i don't know man anyway Let's go ahead and do the voicemails, because we got quite a few. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, but everybody kept them pretty short this week, so thank you guys for doing that. And uh, let's go ahead and play man. Cool. Hey, what's up, y'all? This people's critic calling calling in. Uh, I haven't called in a minute. Uh, I want to call in and comment on the last feedback episode. Uh, you got a phone call uh, from Larry. Shout out to Larry. Hilarious dude, man. That's a sweet stuff, man. If, if people out there are following him, man, please make sure that people follow him, man. He's, he's comedy. Uh, but he was talking about all the extras that came with his bachelor party and they throwing on extra charges. Uh, my, my partner got married, and uh, we trust our one homeboy. Now, he's not, he's not the most street smart friend. Like, he's a genius, this dude, a food scientist. He's kind of a dummy. Like, he got kicked out of Vegas one time from pulling out his dick. In the club, we got ah. there. He uh, made out with a chick in the taxi one time. We was in Miami. Found out the chick was a dude. Uh, then got his, his wallet and his cell phone stolen. Anyway, he don't listen to the podcast, so he's not going to get none of this. But so the same friend is setting up these strippers. So we're all at the hotel chilling. He's supposed to set up the, the strippers. And he's on the phone while we're playing poker. And, and he's talking about $300 per person. And I'm like, what? How many things are you getting? He said, one. And so I walk over there and look at the paper. And it's a call girl service. I said, man, that's not a stripper. He's just like, nah, it's the same thing. Wow. <laughs> We're not getting a boy, uh, a call girl for his, his wedding. We're not doing that for the bachelor party. He <laughs> uh, used to say that's the last time we didn't play anything like that, man. Dude, clearly, uh, this, <laughs> this is not right in the head. Anyway, just want to say what's up, man. Love the show. Definitely enjoyed Karen's uh, live tweet of coffee the other day. That was comedy, man. I, <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. It's a crazy movie to watch now. And uh, also, Rod, man, I want to hear your thoughts real quick on um, 
the new addition to the Dark Knight Rises. We got Joseph Gordon-Levitt, apparently Michael the Joker, Tom Hardy in it playing Bane. We got Anne Hathaway, she's playing uh, Catwoman. So, just want to know your thoughts. I know you're a big movie guy and the comic book dude too. So, anyway, uh, y'all take care, man. Talk to y'all later. Peace. All right. First of all, thank you for writing in. Thank uh, you. Calling I, in. I was about to say writing. Thank you for calling in, uh, yes. People's Critic. Um, the first thing I will say, uh, to get this right out the way, I trust Christopher Nolan implicitly with the Dark Knight franchise. So I do too. No, I don't even care who's casting. I, I think it's funny how people are obsessed over the casting, uh, the casting of certain uh, actors, and then they start going, it's going to be this way, or it's going to be that way. Look, he does a great job. People did not think that he was going to be able to get uh, the Joker to be this different type of villain. And, and uh, you know, when he was casting uh, back then, I remember everybody being like, he got the dude from Brokeback Mountain to be a, the Joker? And you know what? He was fucking the best I've ever seen. Yes, he was. So, I, I don't know. Um, as far as uh, your boy... Getting kicked out of Vegas. Wow. How the fuck you get kicked out of Vegas? Like, yes. out, of, out of a city. Like, that is some yeah. epic shit. Out of a city that promotes sex and girls and all that stuff. Now, you know you've gone too far. If the sexy city say don't come back, you've gone too far. Yeah, it's like, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas or gets the fuck out of the city. Yes. And he, <laughs> and he said he don't listen, but is he sure he was pulling his dick out? Uh, maybe he was trying to get out the friend zone. I, I think he was too. Uh, and as far as bachelor parties, I don't like. And I, I, I know this isn't a popular thing to say, but I really don't like the whole unspoken agreement in the bachelor party of like secrecy. Only because, not that I, I would never violate it, but only because I don't like that everybody's not on the same page. That's like, right. We don't need one dude who's thinking we're going to get 12 prostitutes and one dude that's thinking we're going to spend an hour out later than normal at dinner. Like, we need a consensus up front. What kind of debauchery are we planning on getting into so we can decide who's in and who's out right up front? Because, yeah. like, while I'm down for a night of maybe hitting the strip club or something like that, I'm not as down for a night of calling over 12 call girls and their pimp to kick it with us. Like, it's... Ah! Those are two different levels. Yeah, it's two levels. So I, it's like the uns, but the unspoken silence and like the fact that you say yes or no means you're complicit in uh, whatever's happening. I don't like that. And plus, there's always one motherfucker that vop, that messes up the uh, chain of silence and tells his wife, or she tells somebody else, and the shit gets out. So I prefer not to be involved with a lot of these bachelor parties because they're done wrong. Yeah, not only that, but um, we was talking about coffee. Yeah, I've tried to, to make a commitment, and hopefully I will keep it up. Uh, my rule is for Black History Month, I'm going to do my part. So my rule is that I'm watching one black exploitation movie for the whole month of February. That's my goal. You watching one movie for the whole month of February? I mean, I watch more than one movie, but I'm at least watching one like black black um, exploitation movie of a black actor, actress. It could be ghetto. It could be funny. I, I, I don't care mm -hmm. um one movie a month at least one I one do a one. month one a day oh one a, you gonna watch a movie a day on netflix i'm gonna try to wow all right for the for the month of february if i don't hey but i'm gonna try this is black history month i gotta do my part 
Alright, that's that. Supporting black, ex- black exploitation. That's you, buddy. You dick to that Netflix. <laughs> um, anyway, let's do the next uh, voicemail real quick. Hey, Roddy Candy, Swag again. Sorry about last week for going over. I promise you that will not do the same. Um, hopefully, Roddy, you feeling um, much better. Um, I just want to talk real quick about the telemarketing thing. And y'all, I don't know if y'all remember, I did do telemarketing, but we were surveys. I don't know if that's any different. But the whole thing, how it was, um, basically, we called the, the computer, we called people through computers hooked up to a head, like I said, hooked up to computers, and the computer called the number. And depending on, the survey where I worked at, like if it was a bus finish and we had like as a survey just for New York or like a certain time or whatever, like once nine o'clock hit, we're not supposed to call after nine o'clock. But once nine o'clock hit in that time zone and we don't have all our numbers, we'll call over time just to get some different numbers. Now to me, I'm not, I wasn't the one that was pushy. I was like, um, I'm hired over, I'll read the intro. If they say, no, sorry, I can't do it right now, so I understand, man, I think some time hang up. Some folks have been saying, too, like, they be doing it. It's like, your support, your opinion is really important to us. It's like, well, I don't have our time right now. Like, well, when is the best time we call back? And, you know, just kept going on and on. I'm like, if I was down and you call at this same time, I say, I can't do it now. I'm not going to do it now. Then the story, but that's basically how it is. But they're not supposed to call after nine, really, but if this is necessary, they will. Um, Chivalry. I, for one, if you want to hold the door for me, i like, oh, that's not that sweet that mama talked to America, but I really don't think it's, like, required for a dude to do it. One thing I used to, I hate myself, like, sometimes I'd be nice, I always feel like I actually sit there and hold the door, but you know how you walk, like, I'm walking up to the door, and somebody walking up behind you, and you kind of hold the door a little for them so they can catch it. Some chicks, they're like, they don't know how to take their hands out their pocket, they just walk on there, I'm like, Kepa. You can't hands, we can hold the door. Do I actually look, do I look like a dude? No, I don't do that. And then, like, even if a dude does actually take time to do that, I always say thank you. I know some people just walk through like, hey, you supposed to do this, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the oddest, the weirdest thing you try to do, it was like, I my friends are gay. And I guess sometimes, like, I have some gay friends and some straight friends. And straight friends, they all listen shivery. So I hope I get used to accustomed to when we come to the door, I do open the door. So sometimes we come at the same time, it's like, with the, my gay friends, look like we both sit free for like a pop brief second. Like, who's gonna reach for the door first? And sometimes he breaks the door, but he goes through, but then like automatically, I may try to go through, and sometimes I get the door, and then he'll go through, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, it's really nothing major. And then the chicks that the sisters, the really cute chicks that the sisters go apart, who really don't know us about. Uh, football, but just learned like a couple of weeks ago who's actually going to the Super Bowl. I would hate those people too, like some chicks too. Like, really, I'm not really into football. My friends are not into football. Because, mainly, I'm not, because it seems like it's like a science, but you have to come up with so much stuff. And I'm like, I haven't really got to sit down to learn. I know the basics and all this stuff, but it's like some chicks, like, first of they probably have like, in their closet, like, a whole bunch of Super Bowl gear. I mean, not Super Bowl gear, but like, team jerseys, like, so. Who is the key dude I want to talk to? What team he went for? Then he wears that jersey, like the retro jersey for dude who don't play for the team more. Like I actually know who that is, and I'm just gonna pop in there and just try to do some numbers that way. But anyway, um, love the show. Now keep it up. Uh, hope you feel better right again, and let's see you back. Talk to you next week. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you uh, for calling the show. Um, 
yeah, I hate those Super Bowl party chicks, man. I hate them so much. Uh, I don't even like them during the regular season, but no. it gets out of control. And the thing is, man, like, I've never really seen a lot of dudes close the deal on Super Bowl night anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you getting that pretty chick's number or get going home with her. So for the most part, you just sat there, got distracted. I get, didn't get to talk to my boys about the game for three, four hours. Because uh, he was trying to kick it with some chick, and I'm not hating on him for doing that. But, yeah, it messes up my experience of the game. And I don't want to come to your Super Bowl party and listen to you play music a little too loud in the background, talk through the commercials, talk over the game, and, you know, try to holler at this chick the whole time. I could just sit at home and enjoy it better. So, and then that's I, what I'm doing. And then on the day, Super Bowl always falls on a Sunday. She's not going to fuck you. Sorry to inform y'all. She's pretty, and she thinks everybody in there is a stupid idiot anyway. That's why she came, because she's brighter and smarter than everybody in the room. And that's how I feel. So she's like, hey, I've got to go to work in the morning. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to say they're smart, because a lot of them aren't smart. They're fucking stupid. I mean, no, they're stupid, but they think they're smart. That's what I'm saying. I just think it's not their thing. I don't think they really think they're smarter than us. I really think they think... This isn't my thing, but you know what is my thing? Being cute and going around boys and getting all the attention. And that's, that's cool. True. That's cool, but it's not my type of party. And I think when too many people, when they say Super Bowl party, they mean party party. Yes. That yeah. happens at the same time as the Super Bowl. Not party based around the Super Bowl, okay. like a get-together. Which is not the same. I yeah. feel you. So I think the only way I would do Super Bowl party quote unquote, is if I hosted it at my house and basically filtered out the whole like, hey, look, this is not what you think. There's no nah, music. There's nah. no chicks hanging out. Nope. I really just want to watch the game and just kick it with my boys. Yep, and so we've had things here, and unless you were really down with the event, you were not even invited. Yeah, so, next one. Yo, Rod and Karen, how are y'all doing? This is Jay, aka Addis underscore Jay from Twitter. I was actually just calling in because I'm, well, first of all, I'm behind on the podcast. I know y'all said y'all don't care. I'm trying so hard to catch up and y'all are killing me. <laughs> coming through with a podcast so often now, it's, it's murdering me. I'm, every time I see like a new email and a child posting something, I, I just feel like, like I'm being buried. But, uh, <laughs> actually, um, I was calling because I was listening to the show, uh, I think it was 117 with Chris where you were talking about people on Twitter, and then I started thinking, like, oh, snap, was was that me? <laughs> and so I was like, like I should call and just be like, if it was me, my bad, man. <laughs> but, I mean, like, actually, one of the things that I, I will say that I've noticed the most about, like, uh, people on Twitter, is, like, I got into, I've uh, gotten into arguments with people on Twitter where, like, really, it just became, like, this trip of, like, I just don't want to have this argument anymore. I'm just retweeting the exact same thing over and over again. Yeah. I swear I had, like, uh, probably about a five-hour Twitter argument where it reached to where we probably hit about 50 or 60 tweets where I just started just tweeting the same thing over again. And so, like, I feel you on that. It's the most frustrating shit ever. You just want to slap somebody, but you really can't because, like, Literally, you can't say, you really can't do anything over Twitter, but like you said, just like LOL and, and like just quick responding to it. Because that's all you can do. Like, in real life, I can at least like look him in the eyes and say, nigga, shut up. I'm done with this. <laughs> and I, I think like, I'm just, I've been trying to think of like something to do other than blocking people. 
and I think I'm gonna go for the LOL response. So I'm gonna start using that. So I appreciate it once again. Uh, and like I said, y'all are doing a great show. Um, keep up the good work. And I'm out. Peace. All right. Well, thank, thank you very you. much, Ashley J, man. Yes. Um, first of all, uh, Chris Lambeth was a comedian we had on episode 117. Mm-hmm. And um, I've noticed that when I talk, uh, I go on Xbox Live and play uh, Call of Duty and stuff sometimes with my friends. Mm-hmm. And I uh, play with some of the fans from the show and whatnot. And I was playing with uh, Chris from Insanity Check podcast and uh brandon from where's my 40 acres mm-hmm. and i noticed that man i spent a lot of time talking to chris like later i played chris with just me and him and we just talk about different like twitter shit that happens to us because we have so many followers and it was cool because he has more followers than me and it was cool listening to uh it was almost like i needed somebody to vent to because I don't think everybody can understand it. And I keep no. forgetting that. A lot of people don't understand because, you know, they don't have a lot of people on Twitter follow them. Or they don't interact with the people that follow them. That's right. So for them, it's just more like, well, why would anybody do that? But, you know, that's Twitter. The more people that follow you, the more likely that there's somebody out there that just wants to argue with you. you know? Yeah, and I think some people just get a kick out of that. Like, some people would... And you have the people that are actually argue with you regardless if they see you in real life or not because they're just argumentative people. Then you have people where, for some reason, just the blindness of, the, uh, of people just not knowing who you are, they do it out of out of that. You know, because they're like, oh, you think you somebody because you got these followers. Right. I'm, t- I'm here to tell you right now, my ex- is not gonna argue with you. You will be. You will have a timeline full of your shit and me going nothing. Cause I'm not yeah. gonna. That, but that's just me and my personality. Right. That's yeah. I'm definitely a different personality makeup than that. And also, you know, Karen doesn't have that many followers yet. Like that's no. the thing. I, until. You have like a you know a, a, a hefty amount of followers. Um, yeah. I think it's hard to really think about. You don't really understand the lengths people will go through to get your attention or well, to just true. get negative attention. Yeah. Like you haven't really had anybody just constantly at you or or talk about you or whatever to try to get you to say something to them. Okay. Which is a like totally different. At you. Yeah. Where it's okay. like okay, this is unwarranted. I'm gonna say something, and then you're like, oh wait, you're just one of those people that want to keep talking shit. You don't. Oh, but a lot of times you don't realize until you actually get into yeah. that conversation. Because they, yeah, they normally start off reasonable. Okay. And then eventually it gets to the point where you're like, this is almost like an abusive relationship. You just <laughs> you just beating on me, trying to beat me down until I fucking you know concede. It's like I, it's not worth that much. But thanks for the call, Andrew J. Thank you. So, Rod, Karen, chose school again. Don't play that last message. Uh, my brain got like, working faster than my mouth was. My conversation was, um, want to wish what Rod a good, um, hope he gets well soon. I also want to comment on, like, the Ty Lawson, Johnson, Bella thing. Yeah, I think it's about time that Lawson start because it's like when he get on the court, the team works better and it's like at a faster pace. Plus, I mean, both seem kind of old. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I mean in the basketball sense of old. He, you know, he did got a good reputation for making clutch threes, but when it's, when it's time to get the team going and get the crowd fired up, you need Lawson. And that's what Lawson does. So, it's about time they took that horse back behind the stable and shot his ass. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm with you, Trojan Scooter. He's talking about a conversation I had on Twitter uh, Saturday night or Friday night. Um, well, I said there's no reason Chauncey Billups should be starting over Ty Lawson. Um, the reason I'm saying that is, uh, one, Chauncey Billups has been in the league 13 years. Uh, two, Ty Lawson is a better point guard than him 
uh, as far as potential. You know, yeah. like what he's going to be able to do in a few years is better than what Chauncey Billups is doing right now. Uh, and at some point, Denver has to man up and start thinking about rebuilding that franchise. And, yes, and I don't, I don't say that lightly. A lot of people say that kind of stuff lightly. Mm-hmm. I say it because look, Melo's not coming back. Nope. Okay, there's a one percent chance, maybe blah blah blah. He's not coming back. No, he's not. Uh, two, Chauncey Billups isn't getting any younger. No. Uh, they're gonna start having to let guys contract expire or trade them and stuff because uh, they've overpaid some guys who are, you know, like Kevin Martin, uh, Kenyon Martin, who's o- overpaid and injury prone, and Birdman, who's slightly overpaid because really, what can he give you other than a couple blocks every game? That's true. Um. And I think you have to start a youth movement because you do have some young talent there, you know, and you're going to let guys that are head cases like J.R. Smith go. Um, So now you have to start thinking, who do we want on this roster next year? The problem with Denver is that the time to trade Chauncey Billups was this summer or the beginning of the year. And now what they're trying to do is when they were negotiating this uh, mellow trade, they were trying to throw Chauncey Billups in on deals. And that's not how you're going to get rid of him. Nah, because ain't nobody going to want him like that. Yeah, you really just have to... Like, if they could have found a team like the Charlotte Bobcats in the summer or at the yeah. very beginning of the season, they probably could have ripped the Bobcats off because they would have been like, hey, DJ Augustine's not getting it done, is he? Chauncey Billows used to play for Larry Brown. Why don't you yeah. trade him now, you know? And they just... They let that window slide. Yes, and they uh, did. Somebody was trying to tell me how... Uh, well, you you don't Chauncey Billups can manage a game. First of all, Ty Lawson can manage a game too and does a better job as far as, you know, injecting some type of uh some type of just juice into the team. Yep. So that's that's one thing. The eye test, he doesn't pass that. Two, that Mr. Big Shot is the most overrated, least deserved nickname in sports. Like how long? How long are we gonna let Chauncey Billups' ability to hit like a three or a backbreaking shot in a game? Remember, these games were during def- the defensive run of the Detroit Pistons, where the fucking average of the game might be they score sixty six and the other team scores sixty two. I'm not giving you credit for hitting one shot where you still in the game with ten points. You know, 16 points. Like, you're still in the games with 16 points in Denver where they score a ton more points than you did in Detroit, but you still averaging the, the same 16 fucking points. I'm yep. not impressed. Nope, and he won MVP one year, didn't he? Finals MVP. Yeah. But that's because he, and he is the worst finals MVP of my lifetime. And that's just because that's how weak the talent was. Anyway, uh, let's go to the next one, man. Um, we got two more left. Hey, what up, y'all? This your boy Keith out here in Arizona, man. Enjoyed that last show with uh, Starfinger and Mrs. Starfinger, Sherry. Uh, I enjoyed it from start to finish because when you came through with that Ready Rock C, he's the rapper. I'm the DJ, he's the rapper, whatever the hell they call that album. Yeah. That album is a slept on classic, man. Yes. Ready Rock C, Charlie Mack, the first out the limo. It makes me wonder. I mean, Will Smith did hook up Jazzy Jeff on the TV show. He always got thrown out. Whenever you knew he wore that T-shirt, that little daishiki, you know he was asked to get him kicked out. Hey, yes, sir. Well, how come Brady Roxy didn't get a part? Or maybe Charlie Mack the first out the limo didn't get a part? Or maybe they did. Maybe I overlooked them. So educate me on that. Um, also, I got to uh, tell my boy, homeboy, uh, Garfinger, 
Yeah, sometimes I'd be saying, hey, Karen. And you say it in that high voice. Uh-huh. And you're like, damn, am I phone? Anyways, I know that's part of the show. <laughs> I remember back in the day when you first started the show, you used to say, say something to the woman. You say something to the people, woman. Like, I, I, I almost kind of missed that. I brought in his prime, too, though. You know what I'm saying? Aggressive. Like, you had to tell her, like, she was on hostage doing podcasts. But now, <laughs> shit sounds so smooth, so smooth. Um, it was so smooth, I didn't even notice the background music like I usually do. Like, I try to feel like, damn, that shit was a, was a brilliant uh, bed that, that, that Rod put in there because it had to go with the product. <laughs> now, I was just straight up listening to the word. Um, also, on the part that I noticed the most <laughs> is when you guys are talking about beating kids and how to raise kids. Funny that the two people that had kids on the show didn't say anything during that segment. So that part right there was like, hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> Finally, I do notice how you did end the show with uh, um, that, ooh, baby, I like it raw. But this Starfinger group called uh, Geeks Gone Raw or Geeks Gone Wild. Either way, it's just brilliant. <laughs> and enjoy the show. It's your boy, Key, Arizona. Wow. Hey, when can I get on the show again? Holla, holla, holla. <laughs> uh, all right, it's uh, Gamers Gone Raw, and that's why I play Ooh Baby, I Like It Raw. And I started the uh, the, the, the show with the video game, uh, human video game by uh, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened to Charlie Mack and Ready Rock C. Uh, I assume Charlie Mack is still rolling in the limo with Will Smith everywhere. And Ready Rock C is probably still in the crew beatboxing, entertaining them uh-huh. during during downtime on film sets. Um, as far as uh, music too, uh, one thing I don't think anybody might have noticed when Deidre on the last show, uh, when Deidre was talking about having sex with her boyfriend, her ex boyfriend yes. uh, with the dildo, I was playing some Drake under there, so. Oh, sugar honey and everything. Nice. Got that poop bag going on now. Yeah, I guess so, man. I don't know what that means, Karen. Oh, remember? Because he said winning the pool. You know, that's his inspiration. Oh, Drake. Oh, yes. yeah. No, nah, I wasn't. That's not why I played it. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, and uh, I don't know when we'll get you back on the show, but, you know, we're going to try to uh, We got to get Rob on the show at some point, uh, the other half of the Atypical Sports Show podcast. Um... What was, uh, was he saying? Um, I can't remember. The other. Oh, and he told he hit me on Twitter and was like, "Man, I just realized you and Karen not having kids talking about beating kids isn't that kind of Steve Harvey esque?" And I said, "No, no, no, that's absolutely not true. No, the difference Steve Harvey esque would be us having kids, having badass kids, not taking care of our kids." Yes. And not disciplining our kids and then telling you how to discipline your kids. That's right. That's the difference. Like, I personally was like, we don't have kids, but, you know, I it's not like we're, it, there's no kid for us to fuck up, is what I'm hey, saying. That's true, too. But if we had a fucked up kid, then you could totally call me Steve Harvey for yes. spitting that hypocritical bullshit. Alright. <laughs> Last <laughs> voicemail. Yo, right. Damn, sir, please tell you guys calling in. What's up? Thanks for this weekend. Um, you know, I listened to your most recent episode, and um, it was real good. Um, but one thing that stuck out to me is the story from uh, Miss Music Lover, um, when she said she used a, a thing or a penis on a guy because he wanted it or whatever. And first of all, a dude is gay. Uh, I mean, no straight man wants a penis real up again, but, man, uh, he sounds real Republican Senate right now. 
And, um, <laughs> you know, she should probably ask me some questions and probably won't matter no more. But um, he's probably going to be out of the closet in a few years anyway. So it's good that uh, they're not together because she would be real disappointed for the song. <laughs> um, you know, I, I've been listening for the past month playing out for your show and y'all don't really talk about Bad Girls Club no more. And I was just wondering what's going on. Like, this season seems to be the most, most craziest on all of them thus far. And I was just wondering, are those, you know, nasty, dirty hoes no good? I didn't know y'all anymore. <laughs> and y'all, uh, Lord, y'all standards, what's going on? Get them back on. And, um, also, I was on Facebook replying to a couple of statuses, and uh, I was on a girl profile, and it said she was going to school at Everest Institute. And, I mean, you know, secondary, secondary education is real good. Go ahead and get your degree. But, I mean, if you go to, like, Everest Institute or Brown Mackey or Phoenix or the school that advertising a contest of trash TV, you know, Mari, Jerry Springer, and Cheaters. Yeah, I mean, is your degree really credible? Like, if you need a, a you know, black guy to yell at you and tell you to get off the couch or a single mom to say she went to school or a crackhead to get off the streets and went to, went to those little advertising schools, they put all the tickets for you to get a cheeseburger. I mean, you know, those degrees are really credible. Um, and fourth, you know, it's Super Bowl weekend and, you know, the Packers and Steelers and I personally think Steelers will win. And, I mean, it's going to be because of Big Ben and it's trying to treat the formula that we've all seen before, but it always seems to work when it, it matters the most. Um, I mean, you know, on the field, what he'll do is he'll test out the defense um, by throwing some short passes or handing the ball off to see what's going on. And in real life, that would equate to scoping out the easiest women at the bar. And the <laughs> second thing he's going to do throughout the game is he's going to get more aggressive once he sees the right corner or safety that he can throw against. And in real life, that equates to finding the right chick that he can lure to the bathroom. <laughs> so, you know, the third thing he'll probably end up doing in the game is he'll get too aggressive. And he'll probably make some mistakes, probably throw a couple picks. And the defense is going to have to step up to make sure they don't lose the game. But now, in real life, what that means is that he probably he grabs the head of the chick and forces it down onto his penis. But if he's wrong, and the chick tries to escape the stall. <laughs> now, Aww. you know, the last thing probably... That uh, come out to the game is that on the field, the defense will step up and a turn. They then you'll throw up the pass to win the game. So what this means in real life is that uh, Ben's boys will block the door, keeping the girl inside, thus allowing Ben to come on the face and avoid jail or pay some cash. Aww. So it goes Ben Roethlisberger will rake the Packers. Other than that, that was it for me. Uh, have a good weekend. Uh, I was looking forward to your show. Good day. Right, peace. Alright, peace, peace. Um The only reason we haven't really been going into the Bad Girls Club is because uh, sometimes with uh, all the work, podcasts, and shit like that, we get a little behind. And uh, I don't like to talk about the show uh, if I'm too far behind on it or whatever. But uh, also, man, we just have so much more to talk about. And we have guests and stuff. And, you know, I don't want to, you know, I, I can't talk to Sarah J for 30 minutes about the Bad Girls Club. When she hasn't seen it. Yeah, we had to do that with Will and Justin. Yeah, yeah, so when we get Will and Justin back on Thursday, hopefully we'll be able to talk more about yeah. the Bad Girls Club. Because I do want to talk about it. And if it just take time off like they're professional athletes. Yeah, that's the other thing, man. Like, there was nothing to talk about this week because, you know, there was no show. They had the bye week between this and the Super Hobo. Yes, and, and the thing that messed me up was that I was looking at DVR and I was like, Did Ron watch the Bad Girls Club and not tell me? I was like, wait a minute, them bitches went on, damn it! 
Yeah, cause you know I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I'm not like Karen. I wouldn't erase the Bad Girls Club. I didn't mean without to. checking to see if everybody I, had seen it, cause that was on the low tide. That was one of the reasons we didn't get to talk about it. <laughs> okay, I didn't want to throw Karen under the bus, but she forced my hand. She <laughs> watched the Bad Girls to. Club. She deleted it off the DVR, and then my ass is just sitting there with nothing to talk about on Thursday. Like a dummy. I can explain. I can explain. He always watches a lot of the stuff before me because I'm slow. So I assumed he had already watched it. But from now on out, I will hit him up to ask. No problem. Thank and, uh, you. I don't. I don't watch a lot of stuff without you. I, I think I should start, but I don't. I always say stuff because like, oh, Karen's gonna watch it. Then I see 37 tweets about coffee. And I'm, like, I'm like, why am I waiting? She's never going to come down. Anyway, guys, um, this has been another episode of the podcast. Uh, make sure you call the show, 704-557-0186. Make sure that you're emailing the show, theblackouttips at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up on uh, Twitter. I'm at Ryder Miss Prime. I'm say that again, that as in D-A-T. And uh, when you go to theblackouttips.com, look on the right-hand side, see that donate button. Hook a brother up. Yes, we thank you very much, guys, for all the the um, feedback and all the voicemails and all and everything and donating everybody. Thank you very much. So, and who do you think gonna win the Super Bowl, Cam? I think the Steelers are gonna win. Um, I really do. Green Bay may pull it out if it's a close one like it was before. I still think Steelers. All right, cool. Well, I say the Steelers are going to win. But I would love to see the Packers win, but I don't think they can do it. But uh, I think the Steelers got it, man. So we're going to have to forgive Big Ben. So see y'all Thursday after we've forgiven Big Ben for rape. All right? Oh, yeah. All right, baby. Well, I love you. You too. Mwah. It's out the motherfucking pack. Right out the niggas don't know how to act. Yeah, sure. It's out the motherfucking pack. Yeah, sure. But niggas don't know how to act. Yo, NYC. You and I verse seriously. Havoc can be. Queens niggas so it seem to be. Monopolize strategies of war. Exercise mega. Got word back for Noriega. The DA got video cassette taper. The guard with the guard. You now pulling a caper. Running up in the spot. Mass duct taper. Pick tidy motherfucking wrist to the ankles I've been through. Crime shit my niggas into. Keep the issue situation like this. We sticking him too. JFK on our way to LA. Got links with big ass down the Santa Barbara. My crew do it the way every day. Crime pay, who wanna gun play? Thrill me, niggas kill me, grilling me. You wanna look, peep the nine milli. Now dress, you know the jelly, niggas suspect. Weak links pose threats, I have yet to match. Challenger who go against my set. Gem stars razor sharp like Gillette, shaving closely on. Any character approach me, I let the streets get the best of me. Infamy, my destiny. My cat burger laws trying to sneak beat the recipe. Inside my rap cookbook, paragraphs for me. Pay about 5,000 a plate. No doubt, kid, I hit them niggas like a bitch. The prosecutor running up in your crib Do your dirt, I do my dirt around my lonely It's only me, and they got this holding me We gotta lock the door measure The click's under pressure Let's go you for your treasure Smack her with the undresser Represent your click, go ahead, get that ass fit Flowing in the river with your body wrapped in plastic Wanna be thug, get smack for back talking You be represent, fuck that, it could happen While you rapping, I'm busy trying to sneak the gadget Contamin, cut the party short while you jamming We think smarter, reach Harder. Got the 44 bodyguard or something you don't want to part of. If I was you, then I would do what I have to.